What the business people, you know what it is, Wednesday, hey yo, how's it going? Let's start this show, before we get into it man, I want to let y'all know tonight we have a giveaway from the movie Panama. We also got our guest Brittany, who is going to be talking about mental health. And our first guest is going to be Louis Obadal, who's going to be talking about lupus and homelessness. So we're going to get into that, it's going to be a real different show tonight, but we want y'all to enjoy it, sit back and relax. And it's time! Provide the soundtrack to bounce back from each loss Until we reach a target, we proceed Cause there's no quitting, the clock's ticking I seen how the plot thickens Regardless, I never let it throw me I'm off the shit, boy, get on my level yeah. when Hey, what's going on? What the business is? I was talking to myself the joys of being live. I got Chris somewhere, laid back in the cut. Hey, everybody. There he is. Uh, What's going on? Courtney's here. He's somewhere. He's uh, uh, shining his bowling ball, I think. I don't know. Oh, uh, I got nothing. Yeah, What's going okay. on, Chris, man? How you doing? Doing good, man. Um, Check out last night's Blur's Eye View episode. We had a... Uh... Olalo Ogoyami, children's author, mentor. Ah, there he Dope is. individual. Really dope individual. So, yeah, really good, man. Doing good. Courtney, so man, is yes, it is. We got Courtney back in the building. Yes, we do. Uh, he's on mute. He's suckily silent and sulking. <laughs> Susie sells seashores by the seashore. I don't even know if that works. Crap us for a minute. Oh, Lord. Uh, what's going on, Court? Man, how you doing? You gotta unmute yourself, brother. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. It's, it's, it's live. For, it's Wednesday. Please. Hey, Court, take you on mute. I don't think he. Well, well, Courtney's uh sorting through his stuff. We'll uh keep the party going, man. Tonight is going to be a little different. Uh, we have a guest. Here to talk to us about lupus and um, homelessness. Also, we have another guest who's going to be talking about mental health and teen advocacy. So, it'll be a little different show, man. But before we get to all that, Chris, how was your week? Other than, you know, players have you. Uh, it was good, man. I'm uh, still trying to 
still recovering from uh, the loss of the bad oh, guy. You know, still recovering there from the loss is. of the bad guy. He went back to mute again. There he was. <laughs> he lost him again. He's in for a hot split, split second. There you go. You, you you're back. Okay, you're back. There you yeah, go. There you okay. go. All right. Yo, my guy, Arce, what's going on, player? What's Arce? My guy, man. If you don't know, he what's has up, uh, a lot of different podcasts, man. One of my favorites until he cut his beard. Now he just looks like a gas station owner. But I still love him, man. He's still my guy, man. Arce, he's still my guy. He went, he went from um, I'll have your daughter home when I'm ready to I'll have her home by 759, sir. <laughs> Um, Courtney, no, man, how was your week, man? Man, my week was crazy, bro. Uh, I have a, a, a difficult job, um, and I have difficult people to work with, man. So that's all I'm gonna say. I leave them people alone tonight. People are difficult. Uh, fucking hate it. That's a, it's a, it's an understatement. Fucking understatement. <laughs> uh, working around the clock, man. Been working around the clock. Trying to uh, live out this, what they call here, American dream. Some nightmare. Oh, you somebody's dream. But... Oh, so yeah, I don't know who fucking dream this was, but until you drink one of these a day, yeah, you gonna be fucking around drinking one of these a day. Woo. Like it's an apple. Oh Jesus, mm-hmm. yes sir. Well, yeah, now your job, yeah, had... job ain't that fucking stressful, yeah. Mm, no, no, sorry, no I don't allow it to stress me. Oh uh, yeah. They run around like they run around like the crazies. I just watch and watch the the chaos unfold. I'm the villain. You at that age, man. You at that age where you can just tune the motherfuckers out. I'm still at first 28. (laughs) That shit get on my nerves immediately. I don't understand it. (laughs) We need. You keep on needing. (laughs) Yeah. I don't give a fuck what they need. Uh, There you go. (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. Uh, I handles my businesses and that's all I worries about. So, um, I can kind of say something, but I'm not fully allowed to yet. Um, just know it's something is about to pop and I'll give you a date April 1st. That's all you need to know. That's all you're going to hear. Um, I'll fill you guys in later once I get the particulars, but, um, it's about to go down. Um, so, bias, fuck you. Is that what that is? Mm, is not it? yet. Mm-hmm. I, I, okay. I can't say too much. I'm under uh, lock and key. I'm not even allowed to say nothing until it's fully established. Fully, um, yeah, but it's 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 gonna like be a, nice. Seems like uh, we are all under lock and key lock and on key. some certain deals. And... Yeah. I'm, which is good because just saying this much could get growing. us all killed, so I'm not gonna say too much. Damn, like, don't I'm tell me. Yeah, I'll take that. Gordy was like, uh, keep that shit to uh, yourself, bro. Yeah. So speaking of keeping shit to themselves, man, I don't know if y'all been noticing, man, but the NFL is throwing the, there's teams throwing out a shit ton of money right now. Uh, motherfuckers are getting paid for nothing right now. Uh, but that ain't where I want to go. I want to go to. Uh, to beautiful sunny Cleveland right now, where one Baker Reagan Mayfield is. Reagan, his middle name Reagan. Yeah. Oh yeah, they need to fire him based off of that. So, for those who don't know, and for those who are in this area, Cleveland Browns had drafted a quarterback Baker Mayfield with the first overall pick about four years ago. 
And they were loving Baker Mayfield. And all of Cleveland thought they found their Super Bowl winning quarterback. And they were going to go and win the Super Bowl multiple times. And then Cleveland happened. Because it's fucking Cleveland. So you know what's going to happen. It sounds good in the beginning. Yeah, it sounds good in the beginning. And then it just falls the fuck apart. So Cleveland hopped on a plane. While Baker Mayfield was sitting in the kitchen cooking a good meal for his 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 lover in Cleveland, which is the Browns, he was at home, you know, iron iron draws and all that stuff. Probably eating a corned beef sandwich. Yeah, and Cleveland jumped on a plane to talk to Deshaun Watson to try to woo him to come to Cleveland. Keyword. It's not a, it's not a good look. That's like that's like when you know what I'm saying that's like a dude that's married hopping on the plane to go see his ex bitch. Like, uh, you trying to get with me? What we doing? And then she turned you down. And then you got to fly back with all that despair in your heart and your wife know so, now. Yeah, so here's the issue. Um, Last night, Baker decided to hit Twitter Spears and all yeah. his Instagrams and put out a uh, four-page Aaliyah letter saying how much he, you know, is uh, proud to be in Cleveland and he loves it and... You know what I mean? It's just it was a it was a sappy. A little small violin was playing, and it was it was a beautiful love song. But um, here's the thing: what happens if Deshaun Watson says no to Cleveland? Now you got to go back, like Courtney said, to Baker Mayfield and try to that fix crow. that damaged relationship. Yeah. I'm not sure it's fixable because if anybody knows Baker Mayfield, he's not the easiest. Scorned lover. Um, <laughs> he don't like to be. He don't like his heart trampled over. Yeah, no. So it's it's weird because it's a point to now where it's ugly. I mean, Deshaun Watson was cleared of all twenty two criminal charges, but now yeah. there's probably going to be twenty two civil lawsuits. So that brings me to the first thing because everybody's like, oh, you know. He he did it. He did something wrong, and he shouldn't be here. And then it's like, but your quarterback situation ain't shit. So, right? <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's just payback for all them Browns fans that had to talk about Ben Ben Roethlisberger all that time. That's probably what that is. They probably mad they got to they got to eat them words and have one of the same type of people on their team. Now mm-hmm. what? Uh, if it all pans yeah. out, it'll work out in y'all favor. It'll be what y'all deserve. And y'all deserve what happened with y'all and with Baker Mayfield too. Cause that's what y'all disloyal ass get. That's what you do. When you do mm-hmm. shit like that, it always come back to bite you. Yeah. So, on seventeen next year, Browns. I, I said that. How how, how does uh, Cat? How Cat Williams say? Uh, that's what you get for talking shit. That's what you get for talking <laughs> shit, Chris. It's it's not a, gonna be an easy road for them to um... recover. They go, how do you, how do you recover from that? You don't. What do you say? You say what? I'm sorry, I went out there and talked to that guy. We think he's better than you. Basically, what the fuck they say, also. Well, pretty much they, yeah. They just was like, hey, man, you ain't good enough to get us a Super Bowl. We know somebody that is. We'll be back. Yeah. Real shit, DC. If they sign him, what do you tell Baker Mayfield at this point? What do you do? You can't tell him nothing. Like, it's over. (laughs) It's It's over. That's like your uh, job, like your job telling you you gonna be the boss, but secretly they go hide, they go try to get somebody, somebody else. else from another company 
you know what I'm saying, who ain't got the same experiences you got working at that company, but he might be a better fit because he has more experience, period, overall. And then when that nigga be like, no, I don't want to work for y'all. Now you got to come back to me. He be like, hey, man, listen, I know we tried to uh, replace you real quick. Yeah. Let's just let cooler heads prevail, man. Let's like, just, what the fuck? We're going to pay you, you know, some money and, and everything will be okay. I think that I think the Browns made a bad decision over this uh, this past week by doing that. If, even if they did go down there to see Deshaun Watson, that's and but you know, but you know what, Chris, the part that pissed me off is they did it out in the open. Hey, like, fuck it, we don't care if he go, he know what we did. That you know, right there. Yeah. And I get, I that get it's a business. That, it I get it's a business, Chris. You know what I'm saying? Because people be like, you know, it's a football. Sports is a business. I understand that, but I, what I don't understand is how you disrespect people. It was madly your organization. Open. It was madly open. That's, that's crazy. That's that's to me. That's well, see, like, that says that says a lot about the organization. On top of that, though. Yeah, you know they they quarterback thirsty. <clears throat> yeah, I don't understand it, but they quarterback thirsty. They won't trust the process. Maybe they need to take a, a page out of the book of uh J- Javale and B. You know what I'm saying? And trust the fucking process. Oh, real shit. Because you have yeah, to. Yeah, I, you, I know you're not lying. I know it's the truth. You know what I'm saying? You I know it's the Cleveland, man. Let's, they, not... gave this, they gave this young dog. I get it. It did. Baker Mayfield. He's he been through the fucking ringer being a Browns player. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's going through the fucking ringer. They, they demanded him to win tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? You get that type but of shit. This man, this, man, this, man, this man played. Injured last season and didn't even tell y'all. So he's putting. I, get, it, I so. give him a lot of shit too. I give him a lot of shit because I'm I'm out here in Cleveland. I see what I see. I don't understand it, but at the same time, if that's if that's how my organization gonna do me next season, I'm gonna show you better than I can tell you. Well, next, next season, I will show you better than I can tell you. And here's the problem: you cut your leader wide receiver Jarvis Landry. Yeah, exactly. You cut your center. Who was so out also, also the uh player uh, president like of the player union. Um it's it's not a good look for Cleveland. But then again, let's look at the landscape of the old NFL because I don't know if y'all know, but some yeah. old motherfucker down in Florida decided fuck his kids, <laughs> gas prices is too high. I need to play football again. Like Tom Brady was like, you know what, I've been home for two months. <laughs> this ain't for me. This ain't it, Chief. I'm gone. Oh, hell no. You know what he I saw? got to get the fuck out you know of here. Saw? He saw Russell Wilson go to Denver. He, said, you know what? <laughs> he saw Russell Wilson. Get the fuck yeah. out. You know exactly that morning. He was Tom Brady was laying in his bed with his I vision Tom Brady got a half Buccaneer, half Patriot comforter. You feel me? Like half to half. I don't know why. But I feel like I feel like that's what got on his bed. pajamas and fucking Patriot slippers. Either that or or, or, one pan, or either that or one pants leg is Patriot, the other pants leg is Buccaneer. You got a picture of Bill Belichick on his fucking pillowcase. Oh shit! Wait, before we get to Tom Brady, fuck, I forgot. Today's show is brought to you by Panama, starring Cole Hauser and motherfucking Melly Gibson's. Mel Gibson's. Oh yeah. Bring this up real quick. Uh, where'd I put that? You know, excuse me for a second. Uh, no, Here we go. Here we go. So, Panama star Mel Gibson and Cole Hauser are now available on digital and demand. When U.S. is on the brink of invading Panama, former Marine Hauser is hired by a CIA operative, Gibson, for a top secret arms trade mission. Cole Hauser 
and Mel Gibson make up the unstoppable duo in this edge of your seat action thriller. You can buy, rent, or own Panama today. Watch it today, and it's rated R. Thank you to Paramount Pictures. So, but guess what? I got a surprise for you. Tonight, surprise. you can win a chance. You got oh. a chance to win. Be entered in the drawing. All you got to use is hashtag hey yo, and you'll be entered wait, in the wait, drawing. Wait. wait, say hey yo. It's more. Yeah, but no. You yeah. just got to use the hashtag because you got to type it. <laughs> so, you use hashtag hey yo, you'll be entered in the drawing. You get a chance to win a movie night on the fellas. So, we can't provide popcorn and juice and all that stuff. You got to get your own, but you can get a free movie on us. So, use that during the show, and you get yourself a chance to win the movie. And why does that wait? I had a typo. Damn you, Tier Mana. So, <laughs> use the hashtag, hey yo, to win a chance to get a copy of the movie. Cam yeah, Gibson, what's going on? Yeah, so, so, but, 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 but like I was saying, I back think to Tom Brady. Woke, I think Tom woke up that morning, D, and was like, you know what I'm saying? Oh, he seen that shit on ESPN. He went and grabbed his cleats. You know what I'm saying? I vision he grabbed his cleats and told his son, like, hey, back to business. You know what I'm saying? What, 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 nope. He pulled the you know what he happened? Pulled, he pulled the sunshine. He said, tell you what happened. Uh, he pulled tell that big ass Silverado up, didn't he? His <laughs> wife told him. He pulled the Silverado about, up to that gas pump. He, yeah, that and his wife told him she got about three, about twelve years worth of motherfucking honeydew list that he needed to get done. <laughs> the kids needed rides to soccer. It was motherfucking PTA meetings, you know, regular nigga shit. You know, hey, hey DC said she said, hey, now that you home, that garage needs some. Yeah, that garage needs cleaning. You know what I'm saying? The roof needs reshingle. I'm not cleaning all that. I'm not cleaning all that. Hey, you know you make some shit up like that too. Like I gotta practice tomorrow. She's like, what practice? Retired. No, Gordon. This what happened, Gordon. This what happened, Gordon. Like you said, he pulled that big ass Silverado up to the gas pump. See, filled that tank up. See what he looked at. Got on that phone. Was like, hey, Tommy, tell your mom that I ain't coming home. I got practice. Yeah, man, it's crazy though. Pulled up to the gas pump at Sam's Club. Also, A.A. Ron just got paid again. For who? So I, the Green Bay Packers. Oh, they, he's oh staying, so he stayed uh, home, huh? Yeah, yeah, I think it was like two years, $105 million or something like that. Ooh. I don't know. It's a lot of, like, here's my problem. A like, Christian Kirk. Who you ain't never probably heard of for the Arizona Cardinals, who's probably the fourth best receiver on his team, just got like sixty-five million, like forty million guaranteed. Why? He's now the third highest-paid receiver in the league. Shit don't make no sense. I don't understand it. Come on, Chris, come throw me a pass, bro. Oh man, y'all can play offensive lineman. Tom do that at forty-seven. Yeah, and Tom also don't get hit. Not like that. He take them lidocaine patches. We get I bet you. Will. I just, he get hit this bitch. season. He gonna think about. He gonna think about some life choice. He's like, do I want to go home no, and do bro, that honey do this, or do I want to get back no. up and go back in this game? Nah, but here's and here's the thing, man. It's Von Miller just went to to to. Um, oh shit! My bad. I probably should start collecting. I got one entry. Okay. 
Uh, my bad. I should probably have the fucking meter running so it's collecting the hey yo's. Cause oh, <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> so we got one entry, which is dope. Um, yeah, man, it's it's weird, man. Von Miller just went to the Broncos. Shout out to Reggie Gregory, man. Reggie, wait, 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 Randy, wait, wait. Randy wait, Gregory. Wait, 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 wait. Where the fuck have I been? I'm, what the fuck? Is he back? Did he just win? Yeah, he was in L.A. And now he's in Buffalo. Keep up, man. I'm trying to school y'all. So he went to Buffalo? I thought you just said he went to the Broncos. No, 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 no. Randy Gregory went to the Broncos. So, Pete, Randy, Gregory, Stilo. My nigga was signed, about to sign the contract. Uh-huh. Randy Gregory in Dallas was like, you know what? I want to stay here. Y'all looked out for me when I had my drinking problems. I'm going to be loyal. That nigga seen the contract, was about to sign. He seen the language of the contract. And here's what's so fucked up about it. The social media for Dallas was already putting out like, yeah, he's re-signed. He's back. My nigga was like, not so fast there, sunshine. Uh, I'm out. I'm going to Denver. The nigga backed out the contract, went to Denver. Damn. It's been a shakeup. This past no, week. You know, you know, you know, you know what? I love, I love hearing shit like that. Because if you don't, they're going to do what they did to Baker Mayfield. They're going to fly out and see another motherfucker anyway. Get up out of there, brother. Well, Von Miller was trying to come to go back to um, Denver. Denver. I seen him saying uh, he want that whole thing a, back. I seen that. A little bit. He wasn't like too for real on it. Um, Got two rings now, my boy out here. Living. Yeah. Shout out to Kyrie Irving. My man dropped 60 in a COVID game. He um, just dropped oh, 60 on his mother's not his management team. Yeah, stepmother is. Yeah, yeah. So, first uh, black woman to uh, be a. Uh, Take that fucking uh, vaccine. Stop causing his team so much fucking grief. Nah, man. They got Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons can't shoot to save his fucking life. Gun to head right now. They be like, Ben Simmons, make this three, or we just going to take you to the back alley and beat your knees. Ben Simmons gonna be in a wheelchair. <laughs> this nigga can't shoot. <laughs> I see this nigga. I see this dude at the three point line. <laughs> wait a minute, wait. You see me? They will have been some out there. Hey, hey. He's still got his uniform on. <laughs> Willing that nigga out to the court, Paul Pierce style. Uh, <laughs> you said Paul Pierce style. Hey, that's when Paul Pierce had the boo boo. Yeah, nigga. I got as cribs. Hey, I was mad as fuck when they said Paul Pierce had the boo boo and they had the Willie Bout. That had me weak out of this shit. is ridiculous. That nigga ate Moe's before the game. Needless to say, Moe's won't be a sponsor here. I don't give a fuck if I eat Chipotle anyway, nigga. Let me tell you about Moe's. I don't like Moe's because every time you walk in, them motherfuckers is aggressive as shit. Why are you so aggressive at Moe's? Them niggas like, walk with the Moe's! I'm like, nigga. Y'all ain't even that good for you to be yelling at a nigga as soon as I walk in the door, B. Bruh, it's the Moe's for me, bro. Moe's is a disrespectful-ass place. And then they, they food look weird. Like, it just look <laughs> like Polynesian throw-up. <laughs> that shit look bad. You ever went to a place that ain't nothing look appealing? Yeah, Moe's. Moe's. 
I'd rather eat fucking Burger King moose knuckle uh, nuggets than I eat at Moe's ever again in my That's life. That's crazy, because y'all know how we feel about the moose knuckles. And I hate Burger King nuggets. Them worst motherfuckers nuggets is their ankles and despair and fucking pencil shavings. But Moe's? But Moe's is a whole different... Uh, Level of disgusting. It, it literally, this is the level of mold. I it, see when they be like when you walk in the door. Hey, like motherfucker, this. what you want? That's what they coming with. They, they, they ain't say, welcome to mold. They're like, hey, motherfucker, what you nah, want? No, bro. No, nah, bro. Some restaurants in the hood be good with the bad attitudes. You feel me? Like, sometimes you can determine if they got yeah, a bad attitude. The food about to be fine. <laughs> no, nah, where I'm from, bro, if the attitude bad, the food about to be food great. Good, yeah. That yeah. bitch cooking with anger. She mad as fuck back there yeah. with that pot. You feel me? That, thing, that shit yeah. frying the shit out of that chicken, literally. You feel me? Like that shit is going. You down might like get it a day late. Most, most is the fucking most disrespectful place I've ever been in because your shit, your service that, is shit. That's because they, that's because they, that's because they. And then they yell at you. They so aggressive. Shut the fuck up. Come here, man. Y'all so angry. Angry little guys. Um, damn, there was something else I wanted to touch on before our guest came on. There's so much that happened, you know what I mean? Um, so, I'm not going to touch on that. I know everybody has. I'm not going to touch on the whole Kanye Pete thing. It's, Pete was disrespectful, but he he got his. I ain't going to lie. Pete, Pete was G-booty, <laughs> G-booty. That's nah, all I'm going to say about that. You no, know, fuck that. You somebody's husband, dude. Fuck that, bro. You got to shoot Pete. That's not like a yay problem, not a me problem. I said, right, right, right. That's a yeah. No, no, I'm just saying, coming from a husband's standpoint. Yeah, I, I understand, like, but at the same the time, too like, why Kanye pray you, put your, you put yourself I said you need to pray for him. He, I'm, 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 for I'm him. praying he pray makes some more him. fire music. That's, that's all I got. Um, I, was, I was hoping he had two Chirac goons on Pete, Pete ass the next day. Shout out to Will Smith, man. Him and Michael B. Jordan about to do uh, I Am Legend 2. Why? Denzel is about to do uh, Equalizer 3. Why? Before that. No, no, no. I'm Tyler Perry about to do Medea Sage Ukraine. Somebody needs to. <laughs> According to he's like, this angers me. I'm out. <laughs> Medea Sage Ukraine. Not Ukraine. It's a. Never mind. Not that. No, not that one. Anywho, um, what else is going on? Damn, it's a, it's, it's been a crazy so week, much, man. man. It's been a wild ass. It's week. been a crazy week. Um, for those who don't know, um, I can't say it yet. Like I wish I could tell this news, man. Just know so we're about to we'll, get we'll it. We'll find in, out man. after the show. Tidbits will go, or something. Um. Well. I can't see this. Uh, oh damn! I, not that you can, man. It was a. Hey, that'd be anyway. fired. Fuck. That'd be fired. Fuck. But then just go over there and say Ukraine with a three fifty seven. <laughs> you pull up in the motherfucking caddy. She with that. Ah, wow. Busted niggas with a three fifty seven. I'm down for it, Tyler. Now. Nah, um. I don't know if you want to go that late. I want my. Nah. We need our, we need our percentage. Yeah. <laughs> um, I gotta shout somebody out, but I, mean, I don't know if I want to do it. Don't do it, bro. Don't do it. It looks like if you shot them out, you might put a uh, uh, spotlight on somebody. 
Well, I mean, that's what it's all about. Oh, you know, word. You gotta, gotta, yeah, 357. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Shout out to you. With the dress on, feel me? She got the dress on, the purple dress. You feel me? The, the first same one from movie? every movie. Yeah. Oh, damn. You're right. That is the same one. The big purple so, dress. I don't know how Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry. The white the Museum. He is. It's in the Smithsonian. Hey, just let me oh. ask you, before we hop over that, Tyler Perry go down to history. As one what? The best, one of the back blessed black screenwriters. Yeah. I mean, he went from he's something to nothing. Consistent, he's a, boy. He's a billionaire. No matter, no, matter, no matter how much shit we talk, that motherfucker yeah, consistent. He consistent. And he got the I will, studio. I will get, you say what and you he want got, about he the got, concert, He got a lot on lock right now. He yeah. got a lot on lock right now. <laughs> hey there. Hey there. My guy, RSA, man, thank you for being here. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, Medea, like a special op, though. <laughs> Come up with that bad wig in the water. Um, she like, she like still Team Six by herself. <laughs> <laughs> she beat niggas ass with her titties and everything. She just out there fucking, fucking people up. Yeah, this is a great movie. So, buy it today. Um,. First guest is here. We're about to get into it, man. Um, bring him to the stage. Gonna get into the some little. Gonna get into some particulars real quick. What's going? How you doing? Good. So, I just I want to kind of jump into it. Lupus, I don't know much about. No. I've- and a lot, I don't think a lot of people do, which is why I wanted to have this conversation because I think it's something that should be known, but not a lot of people get to know it. So please let us know. Yeah, it's it's a it's a disease that can really affect up someone's really life pretty hard and heavy. Um, it can attack your organs, it can attack your brain, cause seizures, it can cause heart issues. Um, kidney issues, just a whole host of assortment of issues, and it can be just a nightmare to try to pinpoint and diagnose. Now, you have lupus, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, I do. Yes. Now, when did you find out, and how was that? Um, back in 2013, 2014, I um, got hit with a seizure all of a sudden while setting my phone out of the blue, you know, and at first, it was a lot of guessing games and a lot of ups and downs trying to talk to doctors in and out and it was a lot of arguing with doctors and eventually came down to kidney failure and biopsy to figure out what was going on at the end of it mm. and it's, it's just a lot of nightmare basically and, and and getting people to understand what is going on with it and and just getting down to wading through the whole nightmare of it all so so is lupus like is it a hereditary thing or is it just kind of one of those diseases that just kind of um, it, it's a little bit of both there's hereditary issues um it can be related to environmental factors such as they've gone and contributed to some of the, the hazards too like in the military's had in the burn pits um mm-hmm. if you live in a lot of super fun pits that can trigger it um it's it's kind of up in the air they're still trying to pinpoint a lot of it down but yes genetics do come into play and medications can cause it too. Some out there that they treat cancers with can bring it upon. It's an autoimmune disease basically. And it causes your body to over, 
basically attack your organs at the end of the day and and, and it sees it as a um an, an enemy basically mm. so what is what is life like with lupus um for us that don't understand how, how yeah. does it how does it how does your day-to-day with it it can be very hard i mean it can really wear you out and tire you a lot and the physical pain and and everything else going along with it like the sun can cause you to flare um just a lot of sorts of things with the aches and pains um i get suicide headaches which is really no actual cure for it they just can kind of treat it it just it's kind of headaches you want to put a screwdriver through your eye um mm. it's just yeah it's just very debilitating there's, there's lupuses that can cause paralyzations so it's just very very traumatizing it can really cause isolations amongst people I, my, I, myself, my family took a very negative attitude towards it and didn't want to believe it or, you know, like go on the internet and breathe and read things where it can be cured or if you do this, you're fine. And it's just a lot of misinformation out there, unfortunately, on it. So I know, I know a few people that have lupus. And um, one thing that they tell me is the eating habits have to change a lot um, and the overall behavior around lupus have to change a lot. Um, so what was the changes that you had to make that 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 were big to, you know, trying to change how you live with it. Yeah. Um, very often, like the, the type of medications you take makes you immune suppressed. So you're very susceptible to the common cold and things like that. Mm. So mm. early on, I, I wore a mask everywhere I went. I still do yeah. to this day. So I've been wearing a mask since 2014, just because the fact that med- medication and that kind of stuff makes you very susceptible to it. So, and it causes a lot of isolations in cases. So in doing my research, I didn't know that I thought there was like one kind of lupus. Mm-hmm. I was mistaken. There's four. Yeah, there's a very many. Yeah, you, you have NPSLE. There's CNS lupus. You have uh, discoid lupus, um, myelitis lupus, neonatal lupus, childhood lupus. Like wow. That, yeah. And what's crazy is I don't think like there's a. I don't think there's enough awareness. No, there's mm-hmm. not. No, because not. until I've met you, I've never really knew anybody with lupus, which mm-hmm. is it's sad. You know it's I mean? very yeah, I've heard, I'm, I've heard of cases of people that I might have known. Yeah, I know, I know. Especially in a most black man, I don't think we know about it as much as we should. A most no. black man, no. and that's why I'll, I think it's something that is hard that to diagnose amongst us. Yeah, um, it because very I, is. I bet you, it's a lot of people that run around and do not know. No, the cause of or the root of their real problem is mm-hmm. it's some of the stuff I just heard today, um, and that, that I never knew. Um, and I think lupus, I, I do know it's a big thing amongst black women. Yes, um, it is. I know a lot of black women. I know a bunch of black women that have lupus. Um, mm-hmm. and it's a it's a constant fight for them, and I, I've seen people um, have to isolate, um, losing weight, just going through through so much different changes in their life. Um, <coughs> people. Um, and you know, it's one of those diseases that you don't hear about, so you don't really spotlight it. But yeah. it's just, just, it's just, yeah. it's just as debilitating as a cancer to me. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's that worse. It's so hard to treat. It's so hard to treat, um, and it's so sensitive for people, um, especially with this COVID. I don't. I, I, that's why I asked you that because with COVID, mm-hmm. I can only imagine how how much you wanted to stay away from people. Oh yeah, exactly. Because yeah. You don't want to. You don't mm-hmm. want to accept yourself to being sick any more no. than you already are. Exactly. Um, so I, I commend you for. Uh, uh, you know, being at the front line and even being able to talk about it um, amongst other people. Yeah. Because some people so, get scared. Some people don't like the information. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of information, I want to kind of hit some of these early symptoms as I was doing my research. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have 
And these are just 10 of them. I mean, I'm pretty sure there's probably more than this. This is just like 10 of the early signs, early mm-hmm. symptoms. Um, fatigue, fever, hair loss, rash, pulmonary problems, kidney problems, mm-hmm. swollen joints, gastrointestinal problems, thyroid problems, dry eyes and mouth. Mm-hmm. Like those, like even just those, like you wouldn't think to think that's... um. It correlate like, with other uh, correlate yes. with lupus, like because some exactly. of that just sounds like at every like I feel fatigued right now, so mm-hmm. I, I don't want to, you know, like oh my, I have lupus, so it's I think it's one of those things that even Reed knows it's so many common things to everyday life that you don't think that you, you know, what I mean? yeah, it, like, it, it it mimics so many different elements yes. and issues out there. It's hard to finally, and it can go as far as like the NPSLE, where going to mood disorders and psychiatric issues. So diagnosing those issues versus being another issues even makes it even tougher like with children and that kind of stuff and cognitive issues and and being able to study so it's yeah and and, you know just not people really being aware of the disease on top of it it just makes it even harder having access to the right medical care and the right doctors out there is it's really devastating in itself because i mean i live down in texas we live in a very poor community so Mm -hmm. trying to get access to those facilities and the type of resources to get treatment just makes it even harder and it shouldn't be right. It's just so wrong. Yeah. People should have easy access to that kind of stuff. It, you, yeah, you would think. This is true. You would think. Um, you would think. So I like think I we kind of answered this question real quick, Courtney, before you went in. But um, my guy Arce asks, can it be confused with another disorder? And I think we kind of like with just like those. Then those was just ten symptoms that I found. I mean, there's yeah a lot more symptoms than that. So I, it it can be. Yeah. Um, just from some of the limited research I did, you know, trying to get ready. Mm-hmm. Um. And like I said, that's just crazy because some of those things on that list, you know, people, guys go bald, you know, you wouldn't think like he's losing your hair. Like yeah. that's lupus. You just, would just think that's a natural progression of getting old, you know, yeah. like, my dad's bald and his dad's bald sooner or later, I'm going to be bald, but it's crazy. Yeah. Like you, you know, yeah. um, Courtney, you was about to say something. I'm sorry. So I, I, I wanted to ask you like, what, what can we do to help this become a, a thing? Um, what what is our job on the front end of the the media world to bring awareness to this disease? I think just just talking about it more so in the open public general public. I mean, getting it outside of the community and more of awareness, and that it can affect men, that it can affect children, and it's just not isolated to a certain group of females. You know, unfortunately, I hate to take it away from them, but it needs yes. to be more generalized and brought out in the open public. I mean, I was aware of lupus, like you said, but not to the extent that it attacked men. And, that's crazy i was gonna say that. i didn't want to say that earlier but i yeah. did not know yeah man yeah, have lupus yeah because I mean, like i said everybody that i've seen to have lupus been, were mm-hmm. black women and the yeah, autoimmune yeah. disease that i'm used to amongst black men is sickle cell yeah so i was yeah. thinking more towards those two things mm-hmm. um, i know they probably don't coexist at no point but i'm just thinking more so I've never seen somebody, a male with lupus. So for me, this is an eye opening yeah. that males can't have lupus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it just needs to get, I mean, I've been doing men have lupus for the last seven years and I still run into guys that don't know another men that have lupus or too afraid men. to talk about it because of the stereotypes of being in a female disease. And it's just not right. Which, see, that's, like said, I would I, hear I a lot of females that's... having it myself. So mm-hmm. I don't, but I don't think you can necessarily like, I don't think the diseases care whether it's a man or women. No. I don't think that. Yeah. But uh, but I get what you're saying. Like a lot of people don't want to be associated with certain things that aren't supposed to be, you know, manly thing, which we need yeah. to get away from that because, 
you either gonna die a man or you gonna die a man. Like either way, you rather not die. You know, you a healthy man anyway. who can take care of it. You know what I mean, yeah. like if you afraid to get help because you don't want to be looked at as is not a man, then you're mm -hmm. not a to me. You're not a man because a man is gonna yep. take care of himself to take care of his family. Yeah, exactly. Like, Exactly. I don't like doctors, but I know I need to go because, you know, there's people that count on me. So if I don't get myself checked out, then mm -hmm. something happens, yep. then it becomes a problem. Yeah. Or so it's weird because and I and I hear that a lot, like even with mental health, you know, we're going to get into that tonight. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of guys mm -hmm. don't want to go see a therapist mm -hmm. because it's not manly, manly. which we're in 2020 everybody has fucking problems everybody's mm -hmm. fucked up mentally there's a lot yep. of things going on to where you need to get it off your chest you need yeah. to find some kind of outreach before you explode like you hold all that in and then you're gonna fucking explode one day and if you explode the wrong way you can hurt somebody exactly um, yeah keeping that all bottled up inside is not healthy not, at all not you're healthy. No especially when you're going through something like lupus because yeah or any disease period but you know like 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 I said, lupus it just it's one of those things where it's a silent killer. Mm-hmm. It is, and not knowing because the facts and the issues of it is really makes it even harder to to bring it up to doctors. How do you even know? You know, yeah. Because so. if you don't know you have it, and you just think you have, you know, what I'm saying because like some of them like the like the fatigue could be with a cold, yeah, the flu, coronavirus, yeah. just being tired yeah. from work or going to the gym. You know what I mean? So you have to really pay attention to those signs. And really stay on top yeah. of your health, like yeah. yeah, it's it's pretty simple. I mean, they do an A and A panel, and it's not a completely hundred accurate, but it's a simple blood test. So, I mean, if someone considering thinking they might have the issues and they're showing the symptoms, it's just an easy ask your doctor about an A and A panel because it can really show a lot and help you out to know if you have lupus or not or another autoimmune illness. And it's just so, a simple blood test. I'm glad you said that because I actually have some more signs. Um, because I want to get these signs out of there because you yes, never know somebody might be going through here they're very and be like, damn, I, I I feel this. So some of these, if you have at least 40 signs, you might have lupus. Uh, a butterfly-shaped rash, red, raised red patches on your skin, you're sensitive to life, ulcers in your mouth or nose, arthritis in two um, or more joints, plus swelling and tenderness, infant. Inflammation in the lining of your heart or lungs, seizures or other nerve problems, too much protein in your urine, low blood cell counts, uh, certain antibodies in your blood. That so was, I, what's I crazy of, is out of all those signs, they literally could be any other disease, and you yeah. would never know. Nope, you nope. would and never lot, know. No, nope. and a lot of lot of. Men get hit with kidney issues and heart issues. Those are the two main things that hit men hard is the kidney issues. And a lot of times, I'll use an example as Charles Carroll, when his whole life arguing, trying to figure out symptoms, and until he died and they did an autopsy, they found out it was lupus his whole life. Mm. But doctors would not take him serious his whole life. It's crazy. It's I mean, it's crazy on so many fronts, really, uh, that yeah. you have to go up. It's basically an uphill battle in some cases. Mm -hmm. Would you say that now... Uh, that is becoming a little more prevalent, prevalent that people are you know, like yourself that's bringing it to light. Do you think that uh, there are certain doctors or there are some doctors who are knowing to look for the symptoms the, the, and signs, the symptoms and know what to, okay, this could, it could be cancer. It could be just fatigue. It could be that's this because of all of everything lining up. Do you have some doctors who are actually saying, let's take this panel test for this. And 
listen yes to and no yes and no yes and no you know it's there's still a lot of doctors that are unsure about it i've i've ran a lot i've ran into myself even after diagnosing doctors believe i don't have it because i'm a male and want to take all me off all the medications and restart over it's time wow. and time and time i hear stories with men on that same issue see doctors and rheumatologists going well men don't get it and i don't believe you have it so let's start all over again so that's yeah, and a lot of um, transgenders too face that issues. They say, well, you can't have it because of this or you can't be on the medication because of the other meds. And so there's a lot of fights still left in the medical community on trying to get these stigmas taken away too, unfortunately. So yes, yeah. some doctors are coming around, but yes, there's a lot of work to still be done, unfortunately. Another, another question from our uh, beautiful uh, crowd. Um, can you die from it? Yes, it is fatal. Yes, mm. very wow. much so. Obviously, there's no cure. Like I said, I was... My second kidney failure, it was if they weren't going to treat it right, I was just about ready to die at home. I have um, no treatment options left, so I am terminal from it due to what it has done to me. I have an issue where my blood, my, huh? my blood vessels don't no longer constrict, so my pressure is way low. So, excuse me, I have, oh, I have an organic brain issue, so sometimes my speaking doesn't quite steady that well, but... And then I have antiphosphate yeah, syndrome, which is my head is full of blood clots. So that's another issue men get struck with a lot too. So me having any kind of medical surgery is kind of out of the queue because of those issues. Yeah. Yeah, I can get major blood loss. Yeah, it, it's a very serious illness that needs to be taken very serious. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad yeah, we have you on here because, again, I've never encountered it. Um yeah. You know, never knew anybody that had it. If I did, you know, they never said anything about mm -hmm. it. And a lot of so, you. Um, like when I when we, we we crossed paths, I started to get curious, you know. Mm -hmm. And um I wanted to know, you know, what I mean, not just for me, but I feel like it we have a, a duty, you know, we have a platform where we can reach people. Yeah. Um it might not be a lot of people, but no. hopefully we can reach the people who can help reach yeah, exactly. other people and kind of get the word out because we're 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 big on like health mental health mm -hmm. all these things ever since we started this show ever since we started yeah, this it's, show it's been, and, and, and i'm glad that you coming on i'm sorry dc not to cut you off but i'm no, glad no, you go ahead. and like this because we had when we started this show it was the man cave podcast mm -hmm. we tried to we tried to bring on guests that were specifically talking about man health mm -hmm. man things and not to have you on here kind of bring us full circle to okay. what we've been doing I mean, on our platform yeah. and that's creating that type of conversation for men to feel safe mm -hmm. um, and i feel like this lupus thing is just shedding the light on what yeah. we do here yeah. um because we're trying to bring that light back to uh these are type of issues that we try to face in our community and we try to mm -hmm. clean that up yeah um, and lupus seems like it's one of those things that's silently killing our people and we need to yeah it's, it's silently yeah. killing yeah. a lot of people yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it needs to be talked about a, a little bit more um because i bet the sooner we start telling these stories of man with lupus, it's going to be other men that come out yep, and yep. support. And I think yes. I think it's just about having those support system for guys and man. It really um, is. It really um, is. Brothership, brotherhood, yep. with yep. just more than sports, with just more than things like that. Mm -hmm. um, you yep. can have lupus and be okay because you got support. Exactly. Others. Exactly. And, and you see okay. other people go through it. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So I think yep. it's about creating those type, these type of conversations mm -hmm. to, yep. to bring it to the forefront. Yeah, I mean, like I said, we, I I actually we have a private um, all men's group on my Facebook account for that reason for men to come into and they can discuss those things in private because sometimes you know there's a lot of issues with medication causing infertility and 
all sorts of host things they really don't want to talk in open so it gives them a yeah. a safe place yeah, really they can yeah. discuss it and, and get that security so when they want to open up to the, their family or other people they can do that and what's the name of that page it is menhavelupus.org is our face is our web page and there's a link in there that will go to our it's hang on facebook.com slash group slash groups slash Men have lupus. Sorry about that. I was getting that from my wife. So, but so, yeah, no, no problem. So, yeah. so, so Courtney mentioned, uh, you know, uh, having to change your diet. What other regimens, like exercise or anything else, do you think you uh, has helped you along the way? Um, I, you know, you, there's a lot of different things. I learned to just pace myself, not overdoing it. Learn my limitations. Unfortunately, you know, it's not like I can go out there and work like I used to. I have to learn like all right, if I'm going to do this activity, I know I'm going to be laid out for the next three or four days, you know? So trying to plan things ahead of time. Yeah. Cause people think, okay, you were fine yesterday. So why aren't you come out today? It's like, I would love to, but just what I did yesterday is going to knock me out for the next week. Mm. So, so yeah, just getting, cause you look at someone and you think, Oh, you're fine. I mean, I example is when I have back when I first got diagnosed, I was really, really sick and they're trying to figure things out. I was using a walker and a scooter and you get that old man staring at you because you're in your 30s using a walker, but you look fine. And trying to explain to him, I need this more than you, can be really kind of awkward. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, I would imagine because I've seen it. Um, I work in hospice. So yeah, I do you understand medical, it. Which is why I, I'm kind of like, I've never, I've dealt with a lot of different, you know, delivering medical equipment. You deal with a lot of different type of patients mm-hmm. who, I've seen a lot of different kind of. Um, I think all of us know, working in the medical field here. Yeah, um, we all we all understand, and that's another thing about our platform too. Um, all of us working in the behind the scenes, we all work in the medical field. Good. Um, so we are we are a different type of thing when it comes to health. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I can understand what DC coming from when he say I've never really experienced that type of thing amongst men. No. But, well, and it, and it's crazy because I don't, we don't, you know, know what everybody's diagnosis is. We just know when you're on hospice, mm-hmm. you know, it's not good. It, yeah. it's not good. No, you know, yeah. hospice is your last, it's, 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 it's the last, almost before, the last, you know, resort. yeah. And, yeah. and it's, it's rare cr- that you come and, bounce back from it. Well, I have seen some, um, I've seen some too. Yeah. I have seen some, but what else, it's, it's, it's hard to do it. I'll say that yeah. some there's, you mm-hmm. know, um, and it's probably why my personality is the way it is because you see so many people I've, when you start building that rapport with people and you get to know them and, and then, you know, they're here today and gone tomorrow. It's not puts easy really, to do. No, puts a lot in perspective, you know, makes it, it does, little things, you know, little things more, more enjoyable than, than you know, and, a and big it's, fancy and it's, car or something. It makes you think about yeah. your mortality. Yes. You know what I mean? Cause yes. it's like, it's not you exactly who might be, you know, dying, but you mm-hmm. see people die every day. So you start thinking about those things like, man, yeah, this person was just up and, you know, kicking mm-hmm. it yesterday and they, tomorrow they're, they're you gone. Know, you're picking up their equipment, you know, mm-hmm. and, and doing it as long as I've been doing it, I've built some rapport with some of these patients and I've got to see them and their families. Yeah. And then it's like, when you go, oh, you're the best person in the world because you're bringing this equipment and you're bringing yeah. comfort. But when you come to pick it up, it's a whole different story because yeah. it's like the grieving, the, the you know, there's five stages mm-hmm. of death that you see that every, it kicks in, man. So it's like, 
and, and, and lupus is probably one of those things that I, I have been around patients, but I, again, you never know because it's one of those things that the diagnosis could be wrong. Yeah, um, exactly. And then sometimes they, the medications just, don't work. Yeah. So then, it's, it's important that we know these things. Um, and it's important that I had you on because I've, I've really, um, just need to get it out there to the general public yes. alone. Just, it just needs to get out more in the, in the public's eye, you know, because we've had such stigmas on it. And it's just people think it's just maybe a rash or your aches and pains and you'll be fine. It's more than that. And, and it really is. And that's, and, that's what, and that's the disheartening part. If someone tells you they don't feel well, they're sick, and to just brush them off and just sweep it like, you know what I mean? They don't know their own body. They don't know, you know what I mean? Like, if I don't feel well and I'm telling you I don't feel well, trust and believe me. I'm I'm one of them people, if I don't feel well, you'll probably never know until it's, like, really yeah. mm -hmm. laying was, me on my back. You know I what was I mean? the same so, way. Yeah, I was the same way, so I totally get it. I mean, I never but, seen a doctor, stayed healthy. And, and then to have this, man, is just... I, I one commend, like Courtney said, I commend you, man, because what you're doing... Yeah, we're trying. Needs to be done. Yeah. yeah. And, um, Being wanna... sick and working the front line, man, that's, that's, that's admirable, bro. That's something, that's, yeah, that's something you could, that's something you could commend. That's something I can get behind as a person. Yeah. Um, because I understand what you're doing. Um, it's bigger than what you, um, can even probably offer to people. Um, and people will never understand the, the type of thing that you're doing. Yeah. Um, because yes. they don't, you know what yeah. I'm saying? It, it becomes a big, it's bigger than, anybody um and just bringing awareness to people yeah it's about it's, the ones out there struggling and that's the ones that that's the thing i can see on you i can see it's, it's more about the people that it you, is it is you know, it around really is. you yeah and, I mean, and, I, and that would keep you going man that, that's, it that's is. something that can keep you going i know that would yeah. keep you going um just to to spread that news to get that out to people you know what i'm saying yeah and, and, I, and i and i hope everything turns out well um yeah in your future, yeah because i mean yeah, because when I first got sick, I mean, not knowing and, and getting the rejection and, and not having a real group to go. And it really inspired me. I don't know if you guys are aware of our chronic illness oasis we're working on, too, at all. Oh, no, please talk no. about it. Okay, no. yeah. Um, so after I got sick and, and almost became homeless, you know, I, it was really rough because financially, you don't you can't get an income. You don't qualify for benefits right away. You're in this gray area, and mm. we almost became homeless, you know, a step away. So. We are fundraising to try to get property to put tiny homes on with solar panel, mm. green space. Uh, they'll have um, greenhouses on the property nearby the top medical facilities for people that are homeless. Because we have people that are homeless struggling with this illness right now. And so this is that kind of thing what we're doing right now is to get a chronic illness oasis for people out there. They can come and have a place of safety and, and get the things they need and be treated and those kinds of things. So where, where can people go donate at? Uh, menhavelupus.org. It'll be a link right there, and they'll show everything they need to do to be able to help donate for it. Okay, so y'all do y'all due diligence, man. I'm pretty sure yeah. we just touch every other platform. Um, yeah, people yeah. get out there and do what y'all need to do. Yeah, um, we support everything else. Let's make sure we're doing things that make sense. Yeah, yeah, for the community that we yeah. try to. We got to be better, man. We got to be better at trying to create those type of conversations, though, with everything. It really um, does. Whether it's related to mental health, physical health. Mm -hmm. um, um, you know, you got to be able to be able to talk and communicate with people and let yeah. people know what's going on with you. So we, because we exactly. all fight, like DC said, we all fight something. Yeah. Um, so yep. let's, let's let's come together um, and create that brotherhood that we can, you know, we we can have a safe space. We can talk to each other. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, because if we don't talk to each other, we don't know what's going on. So it just yes, creates sir. more problems and issues. And so, yep. yeah, yep. leave people room to assume. Yeah, people exactly. assume you're okay. People assume that you're good. Yep, yep. You're well, not- a, a quote, a quote that uh, I learned a long time ago is when you assume you make an ass out of you, not me. So yep. it's it you you know just in human interaction, you need to understand that you know, like you said, if you're fine one day. And you're not the next, and you might you might want to take a step back. Like, oh, maybe they aren't feeling well. You know, mm-hmm. take that into consideration. You, exactly. You may not need to know what it is that's bothering, but no. something's bothering them. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, that's, and yes. you need to take that in at, at heart. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to get back to the homelessness issue for a second. Um, my dad used to. He was a truck driver. That's what I um, did for a living. You know, and every he he would get like clothes from um different vendors and stuff that was like the irregular clothes, t shirts, mm-hmm. hoodies, and all that stuff. He would get those and he would go out every Saturday as a minister and you know, give to the homeless and you know, try to put together care bags and um whatever he could do to help the homeless. So that hit home with me because I watched my dad before he passed away was still trying to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so what you're doing is not a small feat. No, it's not. Um, it's not on a small scale and no. I can't, nobody can, I don't want nobody to try to diminish or, or downplay what you're trying to do because what you're trying to do is build a place and a village for, people who have less and people who can't get it because of the sickness and because of Mm -hmm. this and that and give them a place to go lay their head because that is big sometimes because just having the simple things this it it, like toothbrushes and 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 people don't realize people take for granted toothbrushes and toothpastes Mm -hmm. and deodorant and socks like clean underwear Mm -hmm. like that stuff seems simple to people who have it but you gotta remember there's people who doesn't and there's people Mm -hmm. who are trying to get it and there's people who want to get it but just don't have the means because of different things and people look down and be like oh he's not working because he's drinking that's not always the case and I hate that because I've watched my dad who was homeless for a while who came Mm -hmm. back you know what I mean who did all this stuff Mm -hmm. and redeemed himself you know and tried to give back so what you're doing is huge yeah. And, and some of that too, unfortunately, is when you see people out there on the streets with using drugs and that stuff, some of it comes down to their, their cause they're not getting the right pain medication too on top of it, you know? I've seen and a lot of instances. Don't realize that. No, and they want to judge them, like you said, as as an alcoholic or an addict when if they really what's that? Yeah, or or you know, some of the other stuff out there, you know, and, and they go through those issues because they can't have access to stuff they need to actually get the right help. Mm-hmm. And it's a huge conversation. I think the public needs to have. I think at the end of the day, yeah, yes, it is. Um, I hope you can stick around with us. Yeah, um, we have another great guest coming on. Best-selling author. Uh, mm-hmm. She wrote a book at fifteen. Like when wow. I was fifteen, I wasn't writing books. Oh. I probably wasn't even reading books. <laughs> um, <laughs> not even gonna lie to you. Um deals with mental health teen advocacy um like i said this episode is going to get a little deep but it's probably something that's been needed for a while from us Brittany, how are you Hi. doing welcome thank you both of you guys for coming um i didn't do that before um 
I first want to thank you guys for coming. Um, that would be first. Brittany, your into mental health. Your book, I Am Not Your Average Teen. Like, yeah. just the title. Please speak on this book. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Um, <laughs> so excited to be here. <laughs> so yeah, the my, book my first my first book, I'm not your average teen. Um, I wrote that when I was 15 years old, like you said, and it was about my struggles with depression and finding myself and my journey to hopefully helping other teenagers out there. And that's why I wrote the book and why I'm passionate about um, helping kids. I think what happens is uh, when, especially when it comes to teenagers, you know, they are they are already dealing with a myriad of emotions and hormone changes and just life in general, school, home life, work if they or if they can. Um, and when you couple that with uh, dealing with depression, dealing with emotional damage, dealing with maybe an abusive home or, you know, or being bullied in school or sexuality, whatever the mm -hmm. case may be, it doesn't get touched on enough. And it's not talked about enough. It's not being exposed enough for what it is. And it's like, yeah, these kids are crying out for help. They have no way of seeking it. And this is something this is something that I'm glad you had a book to put that out there and say, hey, I, I dealt with this. Thank yes. you. She's an author. There's more Thank you so there. much. Um, <laughs> it's true. Many people are dealing with depression and, you know, they're teenagers and they don't know what to do and they don't have help. And that's why I was very motivated to helping um, these kids because there's so many issues happening in high school and depression, sexuality, whatever it is, people are struggling with themselves. And that's why it's so important. Yeah. And, and you can also have, you know, a lot of people don't realize I, when I was younger, I we deal with terrible, other terrible kids that are also going through things at the same time. So I found myself as a kid, I used to always be like, I cannot stand this kid. And I hated these kids. And I realized that there are 15-year-olds that are going through the same thing I'm going through. Um, and we had no guide to figure it out. Um, mm -hmm. So for you, you're creating that space for kids to have that, 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 that avenue or a guide to kind of live their life in those type of settings. Um, so what did, what was what was your challenge behind making the book? What, what did you what damn did you Courtney? You, you 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 stole my. I'm on a roll at that, ain't I? <laughs> I know, right? Night, like, like five of my yeah. five of my questions I was gonna ask you done took, so I just had to sit here with the goofy face. But I was gonna ask you at 15, what inspired you to write? Yeah, what a book, inspired man? you to write that? What inspired me to write? Um, actually, writing wasn't. I wasn't really inspired. It was um. It was more like when I started to write the book. I, I had um, a mentor who told me that you know writing in a journal and writing would be a good way to help me through my struggles so actually um i wasn't really inspired in the beginning it was more like i was writing to, to help myself and help myself through my struggles and then eventually she said that you know my journals and things i'm writing about can actually help other teenagers so that's why i was inspired later on to um put the book out there or put my journals and put my lessons and experiences out for teenagers because i knew that it can help someone. So really it inspired me first. And then eventually it was a chance to inspire others. That, that's great. That's great. I'm not, yeah, I mean, even though you to know you have an outlet and the fact yeah. that you had a mentor, the mentorship part is, is, is the greatest thing. Um, I think and, 
people tend to do as others as you're taught. So for you to have a mentor to teach you to do those type of things is great too, um, because yeah. a lot of people don't have those those avenues to connect those dots. But your book is the avenue now to connect those dots. So it's a great thing to have um, to even hear that people are creating those type of things to Thank move you. those to create those kind of conversations of comfortableness or whatever it might be in school or wherever it might be. You know, just being a teenager is rough. People think that they're like you don't pay no bills, you don't yeah. have nothing. Yes, we do. Yeah. I got acne and I'm depressed. Mm-hmm. I just want to eat this chocolate bar in my room by myself. <laughs> right. Please don't buy there's, it. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> there's, a, there's a quote that I loved and it it kind of made me think and I, and I want to quote it, um, mm-hmm. but I'm going to do it right because it, it was an amazing quote. There will always be darkness, but there is always light too. So crawl and escape from any darkness that keeps sucking you in. The light is patiently waiting for you. I love that. That quote to me when I seen it is so deep. Because there's so many layers to it. Like, it, like if you look at it on the surface, people just think of light and dark as this duality of, you know, issues. But it's so much more than that because there's so many levels of darkness that people sometimes don't even know they're dealing with. Mm-hmm. And there's so many ways to find that light. But that quote to me, it says so much. Um, and I got to thank you for it because I, I love it. Um, mm-hmm. And when I read it, I was like, man, that is inspirational. Um, I don't know about nobody else, but when I first read it and heard it, I was like, I don't care what I'm going through. I, I just got to keep going. Um, yeah. Because nobody cares if you're tired. Nobody cares if you're not feeling well. Um, but not even just that. It's just finding that way to get away from what is tearing you down at the end is a beautiful thing. And that light to me equals a beautiful release sometimes Thank you. from that pain, from that. Because mental health, um, as we were just talking about, in the community of men, let's just say men, period. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a thing that is touched on enough. Mm-hmm. So you look at that and then you look at kids who are raised by these men who aren't getting this help. Um, it's a vicious yep. cycle. Yep. That, 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 circle. that man up, walk it off mentality. Yeah, You'll be okay. Don't sure. you need to cry. Yep. 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 Instead of adjusting the emotions. Yep. How do you combat, how do we combat that? Um, because it is a vicious circle. It is a vicious cycle. Um, each man is giving that that manly talk. You know what I mean? Um, that you get it up, walk it off, you know, put some icy hot on it. Those things, those kids that, you know, even girls are getting that conversation now where it's like, oh, you don't need this. You don't need that. Just stay mm-hmm. strong. Be tough. You know what I'm saying? Never let them yeah. see you cry. Never let them see you sweat. Like, to me, that's BS, mm-hmm. um, especially mm-hmm. when you're at a young age because you're trying to learn not only about yourself, but you're trying to learn about the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so how how does one as a teen with so much get away from that feeling? I mean, I think it's important to be comfortable with your vulnerability. And I think as society, we have to heal or change the fact that 
you know, people have the stigma that mental health makes you weak or having emotions mm -hmm. make you less than. But the thing is, having emotions and, you know, struggling and going through challenges is like everyone in the world. And we have to come to a place where we can realize that challenges and emotions and vulnerability is actually a beautiful thing. And I think um, once we realize it's part of us and, you know, take away the shame and take away the stigma, um, mm -hmm. men and women and females and girls and boys, doesn't matter what gen who you are, um, it's something that we all go through. And I think that we had to come to a place, and I think it's really shame, it's taking away the shame so that we can come to a place where we realize, yeah, we struggle, we all struggle, we all have emotions. Yeah, we all want to eat our candy bars in our room, in our bed, something like that. We all right. do that. Yep, exactly. Yeah, I kind of feel, you know, if you not addressing your emotions, you're really kind of walking away, ignoring the whole problem. And I always feel if you really hit your emotions dressed on, it's more of a learning experience and you'll gain a lot more insight in yourself and everyone around you. If you can sit down and really look inside yourself and, and handle those emotions and discuss them between someone, you know, it, I think you come out as a better mm -hmm. person at the end of the day, For sure. as opposed to not going in and not addressing them at all and just bottling them up and pushing them down. Yeah, yep. it's true. This is true. That's why your kid. That's why your kid be you know crying out for help and you can't see it because you're so fucking depressed and broken. Exactly. That's you can't even there. see what the kids is going through. You can't right. even understand that your child is literally crying out for help right in front of you. Yep. You just like because you can't because you're scared of mental health. You're scared to go talk to somebody. You're scared. Mm -hmm. to, you're you scared know, to everything. just let it out. Period. Yeah. You know, yeah. Just, be, yep. just be who you are. Um, exactly. But that's another thing. Everybody don't know who they are in the world in the society that. Where you strive to be somebody else, um, it's hard to uh, di differentiate what it was real and what's fake. You know what I'm saying? Um, what's real and what's fake is the thing in the world. Um, mental health is real. Um, making sure your kids is safe and make sure they know they have a safe place is real. I mean, mm -hmm. kids should be home at home. Um, you should feel that at home. You know, um, I think it starts at the house. Um, I like what Brittany said too. I think it starts the cornerstone of who your kid is going to be. Um, it starts at your home. It starts mm -hmm. at your base. How much are you willing to put into your kid mm -hmm. to grow as a person? How much are you willing to put in yourself to grow your family as a person? Because as a man, at some point, you got to realize that you're the leader um, mm -hmm. of whatever happens. And whatever you do is going to come out of how you mm -hmm. treat your household, how everything flows behind you. So for me, I think it starts with knowing that my kid is going to be a kid. Um, he's mm -hmm. going to be a teenager. Um, and we're going to have vices that we have to fight. Like Brittany said, it's all about knowing the vices that you're going to fight mm -hmm. in life. And being vulnerable. You have to be vulnerable because if you're mm -hmm. not vulnerable, everything around you is going to crumble. Yeah, exactly. It's going to crumble. Exactly. Yeah. Everything has vulnerable. You have to be vulnerable. Yeah, you're not going to learn anything or open up to learn new things by closing everything off and keeping those emotions yeah. locked inside. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you just got, people you're go not, through life. Yeah. They're scared. They see who they are. And then on top of that, you know, you've never been in a vulnerable situation. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know how to handle the vulnerable situations. You know, you, you, so exactly. for kids, for kids, you have to put kids in vulnerable situations. Mm -hmm. Hey, mm -hmm. you don't know this, but it's gonna happen to you. Um, yeah. I, I hope that I'm a parent that put my kid in enough vulnerable situations that he knows, okay, these things are gonna constantly happen. Life is gonna go on, mm -hmm. um, with or without you. Um, and that's another thing people have to realize. This, this thing doesn't stop because I, you know. This thing doesn't yeah, stop, yeah. you know. No. So the quicker that you realize that it doesn't stop and that you're vulnerable in this moment, you have to suck it in too. You have to take it. A lot mm -hmm. of things you have to take. I know people say you're not supposed to say it, but you have to take it and just 
Roll with the punches of life because nope. life is going to continue to go. I want to be happy. So I'm going to read this quote. It's <laughs> another quote. What's the quote? Because this, quote? This, 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 it's another Britney quote. Uh, this is my last one because um, she has a lot. But we we want you to buy the book. I can't. Number one. Yeah. I, I don't want to give everybody. But I do. Oh, there, there are. I know you have 11 tips that are outlined. I, I want to kind of hit five of them, maybe, uh, if you would like. But first, I want to get to this quote because um, this is another quote that I found that. If you hear it, I don't know if my voice is the right one to say it, but I'm gonna say it anyway because I'm the host. You uh, so to I have Chris. To... No, I don't, no, I mean I don't mean like that. I just mean it deserves oh. a loving. When you hear this quote, oh, I want you to feel the love. I'm wondering what quote it is. Um, there is, there is not one person in this world who does not deserve to be happy. Who wouldn't want to find ways to be better than who they were yesterday? That's another quote that made me think. That like, is a battle that mm-hmm. every person in this world yeah. struggles with. Mm-hmm. Well, it made me it's think because there. every, and I, I'm not sure if this how you wrote it. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but <laughs> when I heard that, this is what I felt. Everybody should be trying, and this is something I learned at an early age myself. Everybody should be trying to be a better person today than he was yesterday. Mm-hmm. And the day after that. Every day is about growing and becoming a um a new human being every day. I don't want to say a different person, but just a better version of yourself mm-hmm. than you were the day before. Exactly. Right. Am I off on that? Uh, that's you said it perfectly. <laughs> yes, you heard it from her. Nobody can tell me nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but no, nah, but that, 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 that's a good quote though. That's those, those are some stuff y'all need to write on y'all walls. Maybe you read <laughs> that every you. day. You'll be able to uh, t- internalize what's going on with yourself. Mm-hmm. And get you a counselor. Get you a fucking counselor. It's okay. Yeah, exactly. Get a, get a counselor. Even if it's not a counselor, people can, if anyone listening to this is, you know, struggling or going through anything, it's about talking and speaking and reaching for help. And I think um, that right there is just calling for help. Whoever is there to help you, um, mm. someone's going to listen, you know, someone's going to be there. So it's important that someone out there who, who's struggling will, will call for help in whatever way that is. And and that's how it starts. Um, exactly. We here are not experts. Um, Brittany is an expert, but we will listen. Um, I'm not an expert, but you, I you're an expert to us. Yep. You're you're an expert to us. Don't know everybody <laughs> ever you. tell you that you're not because everybody, if you know something more than somebody else, that makes you an expert in something. Um, and what you're doing makes you an expert. You do workshops. You've written a book. You're in there. Fight, just like Lewis with Lupus is in the front lines, so are you. You guys are experts in your fields. Um, it, you know how many people you, uh, kids hurt themselves that don't know? You know, suicide is high with kids too. Yeah, it is. Uh, bullying it is. and stuff like it that. Is. So you are doing a service. Yeah, exactly. For Big people. service. You are doing a great service for people mm-hmm. 15 and up, and like whatever age group. Don't nobody yeah. else you tell you. It. We exactly. appreciate what you're doing. Yeah, and yeah. Don't, have a Please kid. don't stop. No, never stop. Um, you you think you're not an expert, just like I think I'm not a podcaster, but you are. <laughs> um, some, and sometimes we get that in our head, like we're not because we don't have the certificates and the degrees. Mm-hmm. You don't need that. That's you true. are doing the work that makes you an expert in that field. You're doing the research. You're doing the workshops. You're doing your homework. You don't have. What they say to when be, you get a degree? What they say you get when you get a degree? You how many paid a lot of money for a paper. Field? 
How many yeah, years? Yeah, how many you played a lot of money for a piece of paper. And no, you, you paid a lot of money for a piece of paper. But when you work in the, you still need years to work in the field. You know what I'm saying? You have to mm -hmm. go yeah. to work. But you went yeah. to school first. You yeah. went yeah, route so that made you an expert because you're experiencing it. Yes. Experience is the best teacher. Mm -hmm. That real life world experience sometimes can be better than a school experience at the end of the yeah. day. Yeah, because you can pay you a lot of money for a piece of paper and still not know nothing. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Not know exactly what's going on in the world. <laughs> Right. Yeah, I just you just got some expensive paper on your wall that told you. <laughs> Look what I, I did. Mean, no, and, yeah. but I'm not downplaying people who no. have degrees. No, don't get exactly. me wrong. But what I'm saying is, people think they can't be an expert because they didn't go to school. That's not true. I'm here to tell you that that's not true. You are an expert to us. Thank um, you. Anytime I need mental health. And I need somebody to come on and talk. I'm going to come to you because I, I now know you and I know you're an expert and I know you're doing the work and I know you're out here doing something that makes it worthwhile to be a part of. So to us, you're an expert and we appreciate what you do and we thank you for what you're doing. Thank um, you. I appreciate that. Don't downplay what you do. You're you're an expert. <laughs> So you, now you can never be expert be, in front you, because we gave you the stamp of approval. Not that right. it counts for anything because it doesn't because we're just three guys <laughs> who talk. And, and now when we bring you on, we can say our friend, the with the shit expert. You know what I'm saying? So mental health <laughs> expert. You're our teen advocacy expert. But I do want to get into the workshops. Um, what does it look like and how does it work? Mm -hmm. And how can people get involved? Yeah, so um, after I, I'll explain like the whole history behind why I created the workshop. Oh, you got it. So um, after I wrote my first book, I knew that like I was called to help kids even more. And I was called to share my experiences with kids, help them with their mental health. And so I came to a point where I realized that my book can help guide them in their life. But it wasn't really helping with their mental health because I wanted to create a system of principle in a program that will actually help them exercise these activities help them when they're actually right now struggling with mental health and so i came up with a concept called beneath and beyond and it had uh, mm. four exercises in there um and i taught it to high schools i went to the schools and you know we sat down and we figured out you know what you're struggling with and how i can help them with it and exercises to get them through um their trauma as a kid and things that um, cause mental health and cause depression and anxiety and so after i realized that this is my passion and i want to help other kids who are really going through the difficulties i did my workshops called beneath and beyond and it helped lots of kids and a lot of kids said that this workshop um helped them open up with their problems and they felt like they had someone that related to them and could understand what they're going through. And so I, I turned that workshop into an another book, Beneath and Beyond. Um, and it went further into really mental health and you know how mental health impacts us all. And I was so devoted to helping these kids because I knew that I was them at some point in my life. And that's what makes you an expert. Cause you've written, <laughs> you've written books. Makes me an expert. Mm -hmm. <laughs> See, you're an expert. You can't well, say you're not. You're doing workshops. I speak at universities a lot. Um, and so there's one professor in particular expert. that um, really helped me with the workshop too. That you know looked at it, gave me notes, and I, I really took the time to really learn how I can actually practice, make a practical workshop that can actually help people with it. Because I didn't go to school, I don't have a degree, so I really asked this professor who's a psychologist. How can I 
you know, really help these kids. And I remember, I think I asked my doctor too, if I wanted to make it both, you know, practical and help and spiritual in some way or love with me as well. So I really took time to figure out what this workshop means to me and how I can put it out there and help these kids. And see, that's what makes you an expert because you did the research, <laughs> expert, you yes. did the work, you're speaking at universities. Like I tell people all the time, if you're doing something dope, which what you guys are doing, um, I could, like I say, I can't not commend y'all enough. Um, the workshops, the the building the village, like you guys are doing things that people need to know. Um, which is why I am appreciative that you guys are here for to let us be a part of helping tell this. And, and and showcase it because that's what it's all about. Um, it's about making sure that people know that been, that you have this workshop and that you have these books and you are out here to help these teams. And it's amazing. Like you, you speaking at universities. Like I've never spoken at a university other than like a, a public speaking class. And even then I ducked out when it was my turn. So I never technically spoke <laughs> at a so university. Much. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. <laughs> Not you snuck out before it was your turn. I didn't like public speaking, but look at me now. Um, yeah. What can I say? But mental health is important. Um, all jokes aside, um, Everybody, there's two things you need to do. One, take care of yourself, and two, take care of your mental. Because um, your health and your mentality, your mental is all you have when it all boils down to it. Um, mm-hmm. You can strip away the money, cars, clothes, family, and none of that will matter if you're not feeling well or you're not thinking straight. That's how mm-hmm. you make a lot of mistakes, and you need to get that taken care of. So I advise everybody, bump the stigmas. Forget all the, 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 the being afraid. I went to a therapist um, for the first time in my life, and I felt good after. But I was growing when I did. I kind of wish I did it when I was younger just because I felt like it would have been more effective. Um, but it still helped me because it cleared out some of the things that I had issues mm-hmm. with from being a kid. Um, I advise everybody to do it. Um, I was nervous, and I'm like, oh, I'm about to talk to a stranger who knows me. That's the perfect person to talk to, somebody mm-hmm. who doesn't know you. They mm-hmm. can't form, you know what I'm saying? They're they ain't going to judge you or anything. They're not judging you. Yeah, there's no there's judgment. No, yep. They're not formulating this like, oh, this dude, this, this. No, it, it, it's a safe space, and that's kind of what we try to provide here. Um, it's a place where you can feel free to talk about everything you need to talk about or that you want to talk about, and <clears> you'll feel better afterwards. I guarantee you, trust me. Talk to someone. Get it off your chest. Mm-hmm. Um, and just really tell the truth while you're doing it because a lot of people go into these situations where they lie to the person who doesn't know them. You're making up a story. So you're already messed up in the head. Now you're telling this person these falsities about things that don't even, you know what I mean? Like I had this neighbor mm-hmm. who used to lie about everything. Like no matter what, you can catch him in a lie. He would still lie about the lie. It's like, why are you lying, dude? Like there's no mm-hmm. point in lying. You're an yeah. habitual liar. Just tell the truth. Like, be truthful. It's only going to hurt mm-hmm. you to lie. Because yeah. nobody, you're not hurting anybody in that room but yourself when you're mm-hmm. lying. Because yeah. not only you're lying to that person, but you're lying to yourself. Yep. And that's how that vicious cycle just keeps on going. Until you're ready to sit down and have that hard look at yourself and tell yourself the truth, you will never be right. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's just 
something. I, I thought like you were about to say. It. I thought you were, about, and that's the bottom line. <laughs> I, I, I don't I know to, why. Well, I thought you was about to stole. It was. It was kind. It was. It was. It was. It was no. kind of the the mark. It was fitting. Not the mark. It was fitting, bro. No, I, I wanted to say that's a little note from you know the what to sit section, but. It's important. Um, I like that too. That was good too. It's very important. Um, I, but what's know, more I, important is your health too. Because mm-hmm. you can lie to yourself all you want, but if you don't feel well, don't be afraid to go to yeah. the doctor. Yeah. That that, that that cheap little $45 or whatever first doctor visit will save you a whole lot more than ending up in an ER and spending months in the hospital trying to figure out what's going on when you're at death's door. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's important, um, which is why I was so happy to have you two on. Um, I feel like it's something that was needed, um, but I also feel like it's something that's important. Um, mental health and just your your physical health are Both two are very... things that are very important. Um, it's mm-hmm. nothing to joke around with, and it's not a laughing matter. It's something that if you don't take care of yourself, it can kill you. Mm-hmm. Sure. If you don't take care of your mental, you might be able, you yeah. might hurt somebody else. You know what I mean? So you gotta you gotta take all that into perspective and really stop worrying about what other people think about you mm-hmm. and get to know you, you know, exactly. get to know the real you, the one yep. you've been hiding from for the last five years um, or whatever it is that you've been hiding from. Um, we all think we're perfect. We all think we're, you know, there's nothing wrong with us, but even if it's not, it's not a bad idea to go get a mental checkup. You get physical checkups, get a mental checkup every mm-hmm. now and then. Just make mm-hmm. sure, you know, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're where you need to be mentally. Um, <clears throat> because if not, it could cost you in the long run. So true. You know, mentally, you you you're gonna go out there and mess up other people because yep. you're mentally messed mm-hmm. up. Now you're mentally Creating messing up cycle. other people. You know, kids yeah. is that vicious cycle that just doesn't end. Um, you know, and health wise, nobody wants to lose you. No, if they don't have to. Yeah. Um, and- Especially like with my issues, like the autoimmune community too, a lot of the mental issues too can break up families. And I've seen like just people being closed off and not talking and communication issues. A lot of marriages fail, unfortunately, just for that simple thing of they're too afraid to talk amongst each other or open up. And, and sadly, it's just a shame to really sit down and talk to each other on, on things that, you know, just discuss between each other. That's so simple. Yes. I kind of want to leave it there. I want to have you guys back on. I definitely think this is needed again. Glad to. Mm-hmm. Um, thank I you definitely... so much for having me. Oh no, thank you guys yeah, for coming on. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely want to do this again, but I definitely I want to kind of leave it there. I know you good. I want to I want to leave it there. Oh man, <laughs> you gonna need mental help after? Jesus, <laughs> Coco Melon is it's a it's a it's a show. Mm. Um, I've never seen it, but I've heard. Hey, my boy, Very. my boy, hey, he learned his colors from ABCs, though. So I'm, a, I'm a little, I'm let Coco Bella run right here. Hey, man, as long as he learning, that's that's what counts. That's what counts, um, right? They're right. But I do, and and I want to give you this, guys. Um, you guys, are, 
Okay. Um, that, that clap seems longer every time for some reason. I guys, <laughs> I know I gotta cut it again. But you guys are both amazing um, individuals, and we commend you for what you guys are doing. Um, the soul work that you guys are doing, the soul service you guys are doing, the um, things you guys are doing is amazing. Thank you. Um, so don't stop doing it. Um, and at this time. I want to get to what we do, our parting shots. It's that last chance to let everybody know where they can find you, follow you guys, um, social medias. And Lewis, I want you to go ahead, go first, let everybody know where they can find you. Yep. The easiest place to find us is menhavelupus.org or use our hashtag menhavelupus. You can find us easily on our social media accounts of Twitter, Instagram, and all across the board. Brittany? Um, you can find me on my Instagram or Facebook or my website. Um, it's just Britt Cristantos. Um, and yeah, I'm here if anyone is going through anything and they want to talk to me and I'm here to give any advice. And we definitely want them to Thank take you. advantage of that. Please, please do. Thank you for letting us get our message across. I really oh, no, it. no, 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 no. Thank you guys. This is not our show. This is your guys' show. Um, oh, Brittany got a body here. She says, Kush, Kush, Kush. <laughs> yeah. to go. When you're busy, you're busy. Uh, yep. Court, man, go ahead. There we go. I'm about to get out of here, too. Hey, first of all, I want to thank you for coming on, Lewis. Thank you for shedding the spotlight on lupus. I did not know that men can have lupus. So go get yourself checked out, man. Please do. I know. I Be know. adamant y'all about should, what's going y'all on. Should see, yeah. Y'all should see how y'all should see how Arca looking at me right now when I just said that. I'm sorry, Arca. I did not mean to offend you, <laughs> but I didn't know. So I'm glad you shed that light on that, uh, Lewis. Thank you, man, for fighting on the front lines for things like this, bro. Uh, we really appreciate you here at the show. Um, anytime you want to use any of our platforms, I'm sure Chris got a platform. I have a platform as well. I can make a Anytime you want to use our platform to keep this awareness going, Thank whether you. it's 15 yeah. minutes, 20 minutes, I got yeah. the time for you, Lewis. Let's go. Uh, uh, DC, thanks, bro. Appreciate you. You know, you're always looking out for this. Get me in. Uh, you can follow me on Facebook at uh, Cordy. <laughs> you can follow me on Instagram at FBTT927. 927. Oh, <laughs> follow the podcast page. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> Make sure you follow the podcast page at Smoking Reviews. That's all one thing at Smoking Reviews on Instagram. Really? Chris, really talk to the people. All right, you can follow me on Blurred's Eye View. That's all one word, no. lowercase, on IG. You can also follow me on IG on Chris.Fury1. That's the personal IG, so you can go over there too. Uh, you can also catch me on TikTok, Chris Fury1, where you know it's amazing that we've had Brittany on and Lewis on and talking about mental health and health itself. And I do mental, motivational Mondays on TikTok, and I do a bunch of other stuff where I do cover nerd related stuff throughout the week um but you can also check us out every tuesday and thursday except for tomorrow uh where we do uh talk to blurs nerds and geeks weebs and everything in between and do reviews on tv shows movies games whatever uh tuesdays and thursdays at 8 30 uh where you can catch me dc and candy b uh, just talking to other people, doing what we do. Like you know, I got my Ghostbusters shirt on. I got my Marvel gang in that in the background. So you know, uh, we do that. We do what we do. We make it. We make it positive. We make it fun, and we we make a space for everybody to come in and sit down, and have a, have a nice talk, and do it. Oh, uh, 
before I get to mine, um, Lewis, if you don't mind, I would love to see you this movie code. You and your wife have a movie night on us. Uh, the movie awesome. Panama. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I'd like to give our guests something. We don't have swag bags or anything right now. As soon as we start yeah, growing, we can do all that. I know um, how it goes. But uh, I appreciate it. So I'm going to get that over to you. Um, I got a movie night on us. Thank you. Awesome. Go ahead. Yeah, y'all have a good um real quick um there is news coming um april 1st uh before april 1st i can say it but i can't say it until then but just know what the shit is going to be doing something big um i would like to thank our guests lewis and Brittany, for coming on um and talking with us about lupus and mental health, um, two things that kind of coexist: your mentals and your and your body health. Those are two things that should be always taken care of. Um, sometimes we get busy and neglect ourselves, but uh, self care is is good. Um, you know the YouTube's, you know the, the 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 Facebook, you know the IG. You guys know all that because you guys are here. This is season five. Next week we got a dope singer. Um, my guy Clay. We also have a rapper, so we're gonna to get to some music next week. Um, but I want to kind of get a break from music because we've been doing that. Oh, I forgot. We are number twenty-three out of a hundred on the <laughs> indie top part music interviews on Good Pod. So that means there are seventy-seven other podcasts behind us. Yeah, uh, I'm being positive. Um, shout out to them though, man, because um, to be number twenty three is a blessing and it's also humbling. Um, I said this before I went on IG and said this. Um, it's just an accomplishment of the work that's being put in. Um, all the things that's coming is just nothing but hard work. It's it's a grind. It's a um, I lose sleep doing this, but I love it. Um, because I get to talk to dope people. I get to be a part of dope stories. Um, and we get to just have fun. Um, this is fun to me. This is my mental. Um, it helps my mentals to be able to just talk. Um, oh, thank you, RC, man. Uh, appreciate you. Um, yeah, I was shocked. I found out yesterday when I actually went to look on Good Pods. It was like, yeah, you're number 23 of 100. Um, couldn't believe it. So... Uh, we're not heavy on music. We we try to get a diverse group of um, guests. So we've been all over the place. Um, season five, we're still going strong. Um, celebration July 20th. That'll be our second year of being a show, of being, you know, a podcast. Uh, we plan on celebrating whether we're in season or not. We will have something special for that day. We're going to celebrate our second year anniversary. Um... We're still going strong until May 11th. Uh, like I said, we're booked up right now until the end of April. So we're, we have two we have two days in May that I'm looking to fill. Um, I think the last I think the last episode, Chris, man, we're just gonna do a, a special like try to bring everybody back. You know, okay. kind of end it like out. The, like the picnic, know? like the picnic we did. Yeah, we'll, 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 I got I got some ideas. We'll we'll work on it. Um, bring you know some guests back and let's just you know just talk. Um, but in the meantime, in between time, thank you guys for watching. 
Thank you guys for staying. Um, if you're listening to this on iHeart or iTunes or Spotify, we appreciate y'all. Um, to our guests, again, thank you for coming. Um, I'm going to end this a little different than I normally do. I'm just going to end it like this. Um, check your mentals. Check your health. Take care of your family. Take care of business. Don't worry about what anybody else tells you. You are awesome. You are amazing. We love you. And if nobody else tells you, you're fucking dope. Have a good evening.